Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. It is Thursday, November 14th, episode 128. I'm your host, Jordan Pace. Join with me, as always, by my co-host, Zach Henson. Zach, how are things? Doing all right. How about you? Doing well. Week uh, 11, right, in the NFL? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, it's hard to, like, if you're a fan of an NFL team, when you get to week 11, the playoff picture is kind of coming together. And if you're a fan of a team like the Titans at five and five, you just want some wins. But in fantasy, you got to fast forward like three weeks. You've only got three weeks left of the regular season. Yeah, it's, it is really crazy to think about that. Uh, it's just gone by super fast. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. Uh, certainly, the playoff picture is kind of molding in CMB. But before we do that, Zach, let's take a trip around CMB and look at our all-pro team. Let's take a trip around the league. Week 10, your top quarterback was Lamar Jackson. Shout out to Lamar. Uh, 38.65 points, followed very, very closely by Daniel Jones, uh, 37.40, and Mahomes, 37.30. Uh, your top wide receiver, have you already looked at this space? I have, so I'm not yeah. going to say anything. Uh, it's the obvious choice who, you, who everybody thought. Christian Kirk, uh, 37.80 with strong side. Did they start him? I believe they, so. Do you, you think they started him? I, I think they did because I definitely made comment on it last they week. They did. Yes. No, they did not. They, they had him benched. Yeah. Oh, boy. Christian Kirk benched. 37.80 points on the bench for strong side. Darius Slayton, you know, obviously, 30, 34.10 in free agency. East Coast Wombats claim him off of waivers. Derek Henry, 33.10. West Coast Wombats. Do you know where he is ranked on the running backs right now for the season? It's top five. He is number five overall in running backs, ahead of Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, Number two with uh, 31.30 with Tecmo. Tied in is Mark Andrews, 23.30 with East Coast Wombats. Your top flex is Amari Cooper, 31.70 for strong side. Who Actually, they... it was Tyreek Hill, 33. Just, I don't know if, if oh, there's a stack correct. Oh, my bad, my bad. 33 then for uh, Mr. Tyreek Hill, which we all, uh, Brian and I know too well about uh, with yep. the matchup this weekend. Your top kicker. Young Hoku, 15 points, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Free agent. Go get him. Go get him. Fight the name. Uh, DST, Pittsburgh, 31 points for Tecmo. Let me tell you something. Have you looked at uh, have you looked at Pittsburgh's defense? Oh yeah. Um, they are the new New England Patriots, I'm afraid. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Are you are you sure? I mean, the rest of their schedule coming up is unbelievable. Um, oh, it's soft. Uh, for sure yeah, it's very soft okay anyway sorry uh top idps jamal adams 32.25 idps uh darius leonard 30.25 really awesome that he had a uh, season best game uh for tecmo versus us it's really great fred warner <laughs> 24.50 idps joe hayden 22.75 west coast wombats eric harris 20.50 for kemp's crew bringing your total to 374.90 which is average yeah, so a huge week, uh, and I had a different total. I had 407. Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's right, uh, because of Tyreek, maybe. P possibly, but we're up from last week regardless. So I, it was, I, I have failed you. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm a, my apologies. 
it was a pretty average week, though, I mean, points-wise. But let's let's get into the player I want to talk about the most right now. And, Zach, just go ahead and pat yourself on the back here. So, yeah. the top quarterback from this past week, Lamar Jackson, you said 38.65 points. The Ravens smoked the Bengals in that 49-13 to win on Sunday. And the knock on Lamar before he was drafted uh, last year and during his rookie season was that he's not really a thrower. And while he doesn't have a lot of passing yards this year, he has the 20th most in the league through 10 weeks. He's been efficient. So, and, and that's really been Baltimore's offense. They run the ball and they throw it when it makes sense. So Jackson has the 11th most passing touchdowns at 15, tied with Daniel Jones, I should add. And he leads all quarterbacks with 702 rushing yards, which is nearly 100 more than his own running back, Mark Ingram. Just crazy. Wow. Uh, Zach, which quarterback has the second most rushing yards uh, through 10 weeks in CMB? Um, uh, Gardner Minshew. How about that? It's Kyler Murray with 351. Oh. So he has, he has 350 rushing yards more than the next quarterback. And here's a list of notable running backs who have fewer rushing yards than Lamar Jackson, excluding, of course, the backs, you know, you missed multiple weeks with injury. It's Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Aaron Jones, James Conner, the list goes on. I mean, it's just insane what Lamar Jackson's doing. The only two players in fantasy football who have more points than Lamar Jackson, who has 273 total, are Christian McCaffrey with just .75 points more and Russell Wilson with 291.45. And it should be noted that uh, Wilson has not had his buy yet. So, Zach, the Michael Vick comparisons are already yes. being made to Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. As the biggest Vic fan I know, yes. do you agree with these comparisons? And did that play a factor in H&F drafting Lamar? Uh, the Vic deal did not. We just liked his rushing ability, and we got him right before Tecmo. Because uh, Jeff told me, I remember on draft day, he said he heard us say, let's get him. And he went ahead and marked off Lamar Jackson. So imagine if they had Lamar oh, Jackson. What a powerhouse that would be. But, uh, yeah, yes, uh, yeah we, we just liked his rushing ability. All right, so you mentioned Christian Kirk, who you just confirmed that uh, strong side did not start in week 10, and they probably should have, obviously. I mean, the top receiver, but I've been dogging Christian Kirk on this podcast for weeks, and I'm not really going to concede any wrongdoing off of one great week for Christian Kirk. Before week 10, his highest point total was 17.80 points, and he had weeks of like 8.3, 3.6. He missed three straight weeks with injury, so for my sake, as the owner of Kyler Murray in fantasy, I hope this continues for Christian Kirk, but you really... You can't really project anything with that Arizona offense right now. I mean, who's playing running back week to week? Which receiver is going to break out? It's it's really frustrating watching this Cliff Kingsbury offense, but it's also really fun. Yeah, and uh, almost on my bold prediction, right, which we can talk about later. Yeah, and Christian Kirk, too. I, I even said last week that they probably should pull him from their lineup, and I think he was in their starting lineup. So maybe Matt heard what I said while he was producing our, our episode and pulled Kirk. So I might need to take responsibility there. I apologize, Matt. <laughs> All right, your second receiver, Darius Slayton, you mentioned, who was a free agent up until, I guess, Monday nights or Tuesday. So Slayton had a few double-digit weeks with Sterling Shepard battling his concussion uh, here recently. And Danny Dimes under center, anything is possible, as we know. But no one is going to project another 14-target week for Slayton this season, I would, I would imagine. Especially Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard are probably coming back to the lineup soon. So I don't expect another 34-point week for Slayton, but it's been fun the last couple of weeks watching them. Yeah, I, uh, I had no idea. So congrats. 
Derrick Henry, who you said is a top five running back in CMB, which is just hard to believe. He has been on West Coast Wombats. Like, that's been their entire team. Yeah. Uh, it's Henry's first week on the all-pro team, actually, since his 75-yard screen touchdown in week one against the Browns. But that's not to say he's not been productive throughout the year. He's probably been the steadiest fantasy running back outside of, like, McCaffrey and Dobbin Cook all season. Uh, he's had just two weeks of single-digit finishes. Uh, you mentioned he's the RB5 and CMB. Zach, who are the uh, five running backs ahead of Derrick – or the four running backs ahead of Derrick Henry? Eckler, Aaron Jones, Dalvin, and Christian. Oh, you looked and saw. I looked, got yeah, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. got it. All right. I was like, whoa. <laughs> You're impressed, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so one of those names you just mentioned, Dalvin Cook, who was the other running back on the All-Pro team. McCaffrey's monster year, it's gathered most of the league's attention at the running back spot. But Dalvin Cook, man, he's having a monster year too. He's only had two games all season without a rushing touchdown, which is insane. And he could be a league winner for Rob and Jeff down the stretch. Yeah, it was really great. Dalvin also having a season best game against us. Really appreciate that too. That's good. All right. Uh, and then Mark Andrews, the tight end that I, I was high on earlier this season on the podcast. There were weeks that I had him as my bold prediction player and then he didn't really show up. But in this game, his eight targets in that game, that, that blowout over the Bengals, it just kind of proves the point that Mark Andrews is the favorite target of Lamar Jackson. It was another sneaky value pick by ECW. It's, it's paid off for them in multiple weeks. So uh, I, I hope he doesn't have a great week this week. I play ECW, but Mark Andrews, uh, sneaky good value there at the back end of the draft. And then your flex player, Tyree Kill, he had 19 targets. Have you ever seen that, Zach? No, and uh, also I would just like to say thanks to Tyreek for having a season best game against us uh, for Tecmo. That was really cool. Well, he had just one touchdown, which surprised us. You know, people, I, I went to the game. 19 targets is insane. I know. Insane. I can't, I can't believe it. I, we were at the game on Sunday, and it really didn't feel like he had that many targets, like watching it live. And then you go back and look at the stat sheet, and just like your head spins. Did you see? So you were at the game. So he had that one play. I got to watch. I did not get to watch the end of the game. Uh, we were taking photos per usual, but I watched the beginning of the game and somewhere in there, he got tackled and was holding his shoulder, like where uh, his collarbone or whatever it was that, you know, he hurt before. And I was like, he is done. And then my second thought was maybe we have a shot to beat Tecmo now because he was getting targeted like crazy. Right. Then you thought he was just left for dead. And all of a sudden the dude just hops up off the field and keeps going, puts crazy. up 33 points is unbelievable. Superhuman. He really could have had a few more touchdowns. I mean, Mahomes missed him on that deep shot, and Hill actually dropped a pass that could have easily been another score. Uh, so it, it took a lot for the Titans to beat the Chiefs on Sunday, which I'm still surprised happened, especially with the day that you know Mahomes and Tyreek Hill had. Uh, I'd also like to give a shout-out to Josh Allen for having a season-best game for Tecmo uh, against us. That was really cool. I don't usually talk about the kickers and the all-pro team, but Youngway Koo, Zach, it's worth mentioning – uh, top kicker this week, of course, but the Falcons let him wear number seven. Can you believe that? What, what do you think of that? Oh, is that how you say his name? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Young Way Q. I, yeah, that's how I've heard it this week. But he's, right, wearing, well, he's, wearing, he's wearing number seven in a Falcons jersey. What, what do you think of that? Um, I think that is illegal, and yeah. uh, he should be punished. That jersey should be retired. Absolutely. What are you thinking? Well, hey, Young Way Koo, he's the kicker on the all-pro team. He, he, may have, he may have earned it. All right, and then you mentioned Pittsburgh, so I won't say a whole lot on this, but with New England on their bye, this was a chance for the Steelers' defense and special teams to catch up in the uh, season total in total fantasy points at DST. But they still they stay in third place in DST behind the 49ers, who have 165, 19 points more than the Steelers. 
And then the Patriots still in first with 219. Yeah, shout out to Pittsburgh for having a uh, season best game against us uh, for Tecmo. It was really cool. Man, Tecmo dominated the all-pro team, let's be honest. Unbelievable. Uh, your top IDP, like you just said, you know, Jamal Adams. So he was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week for a good reason. Did you see the kind of day Jamal Adams had, Zach? I missed it. He had two forced fumbles, two sacks, and nine tackles. And one of the strip sacks that he had of Daniel Jones, he ripped the ball and he ripped the soul of Daniel Jones and took it to the house. Oh, it was insane. I yeah. mean, go watch that play if you haven't seen it. Yeah. And then Eric Harris, the uh, second DB on here, he had two interceptions, and he had one that was called back. So he almost had three, and he took one of them to the house in that Thursday night win for the Raiders over the Chargers. Man, I think the Raiders are going are gonna to stay in the hunt. They, they look like a team that they're easily going to finish in second in the uh, AFC West, but if the, the Chiefs keep losing, they could win the, the AFC West. Yeah. Did you see what Darius Leonard did? Because we did. Uh no, what, what, did he have a big play? Uh, 30.25 points for Darius Leonard. Season best uh, game for him. Shout out to him. That's really cool. Uh, 11, 13 tackles, two for a loss, a sack, two pass deflections, an interception, and a forced fumble. 30.25 points for Darius Leonard. For Tecmo winning in a diversity of ways. Yes. I texted them. I said, uh, why'd y'all have to flex on us like that? You know, texting and robbing Jeff and – they, uh, they, they said that we should have gotten some points for the Lamar Jackson spin. And I, I agree with that. I was yeah. thinking that, that was worth about 50 points. If only, like, if, if the Ravens got to play the Bengals 16 weeks, I mean, Lamar Jackson would have, like, 10,000 total points. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. So uh, let's look at the standings in our league and how the All-Pro team affected that. So the bottom three teams right now, West Coast Wombats, the Allman Brothers, and Dragon Energy, there's only a 30-point difference between those three teams in terms of total points scored. Uh, Rish is the only team in that group that's at 2-8. and eight. The other guys are at 3-7. and seven, But I'm just saying, the ice bucket race, it's not over. It is not over um, because Dragon Energy, Mr. Risher um, – basically just accepted a loss this week so it has made things very very interesting yeah i don't know what that was i you know looking at the the optimal scoring or whatever even if he had started his guys i still would have won i think i won by like 98 or whatever but i mean still like rich it, it seems like he took uh like maybe two bye weeks but he has adjusted his lineup and we'll talk about his matchup later if if you had a few more wins pace would you have texted rich etiquette wise before kickoff to be like hey uh Yes, and Baz, you know, on your lineup. I don't think anyone's actually ever done that before, nor should they. That's just not very smart. <laughs> uh, all right, so the teams that have the two highest points against, uh, Matt, we're giving you some, some shout-outs here. Strong Side and Big Orange Bullies. They've gotten just uh, wrecked in some of these matchups. A lot of points against. They are in 8th and 11th place. So one of those teams is still in the playoffs, strong side, and Big Orange Bullies are in 11th. And then they're, they're, both those teams, I think, are in the top six or, or top five in points four. So brutal brutal start. I can't even call it a start anymore. It's just been a brutal season for them in terms of points against. Yeah, West Coast is right there below Big Orange um, as well as 1763. So there's a lot. There's, these guys at the bottom have had some tough, tough luck. Zach, let's talk about the two teams that have clinched playoff spots. Those are your first and second place teams, of course. Tecmo Power Runners, who got the big win over H&F, and then East Coast Wombats. Those are the only teams that have clinched. But, Zach, I would – I would, I mean, you and, and Jake, so H&F and Kemp's crew, both those teams, while they haven't officially clinched, like they don't have the asterisk beside them, you guys would have to lose out, I'm pretty sure. Like a lot of stuff would have to happen for you and Jake to not make the playoffs. 
Well, let's hope it doesn't happen because it's fantasy. Anything's possible. So look, looking at the projected playoff standings, Tecmo and ECW who have already clinched officially, uh, H&F and Kemp's crew, third and fourth place. Those are the confirmed teams that are going to make the playoffs at this point. Uh, teams who will likely make the playoffs. This is your fifth and sixth place team. Uh, IDP still suck in fifth, and then Greg Coe in sixth. They're pretty likely to make the playoffs. Another one where if they lose two out of three here, you know, you're, you're looking at they might not make it. Um, and then your maybes. So these are the teams that are kind of first in, first out. Your worst nightmare in seventh. Strong side at eighth. Isaiah ninth. And pacing your face, myself in tenth. Zach, do you see any of the teams beyond 10th place that really could make it make a, a push here at the end and, and make a spot in? Beyond which place? Beyond 10th. Yeah, I think you gotta, you've got to pay attention to uh, Big Orange Bullies there. I think they've had some horrendous luck. If you look at their points four, um, I think they've got a good team. It's just, you know, just haven't had the luck on their side, and that's a big, big deal with fantasy. Um, Emmanuel Sanders getting hurt didn't help them. Um, but, yeah, that's, that would be the team I'd watch out for. The Pick'em Challenge has gotten a little closer, so Jeff Gall remains in first place with 46 points, but Jake Stanifer coming in hot at 43 points, so just a three-point gap there. He could he could make a final push. Jordan Iwan is still in it with 40 points. Matt Suggs and John Nichols, I don't know who's making those picks right now, but they're at 40. And then Reed Garrison with 39. So I think those five teams are the ones to kind of watch in the Pick'em Challenge. Again, nobody else just give up, uh, but it's it's between Jeff and Jake at this point. Yeah, I agree. All right, Zach, let's let's look at our week ten locks and bold predictions oh, from we got we we gotta talk about the trade deadline. Yeah, that's I was I was gonna get there. Are we Oh yeah, okay. Well it, I was gonna say the one comment I was gonna make before we actually talked about the trade was there was one trade, but it was still more exciting than the NFL's trade deadline. It was. Uh and came I, down to the wire. We were working on one trade with uh East Coast Wombats that involved Lamar Jackson being moved from our team. Oh, boy. Um, there was really no chance of it happening, I believe, as Ross turned it down. It appears to me that Reed has no say in that team. It sounds like Ross runs the team. Um, and so, anyways, yeah, we, we tried to make a blockbuster at the end involving uh, Lamar and uh, was not meant to be. And that's good because Matthew Safford is hurt and uh, Lamar's looking good right now. And the Stafford injury really did come out of nowhere. It was yes. like nine 9.30 Sunday morning, the injuries announced. If we would have made this trade and – Season's over. Stafford turns out to be hurt like that, I don't think we would have ever made a trade with them again, ever. <laughs> Just well, a, and, and I, think, like you're, it's I think your season's over at that point too. Oh, yeah. That I, really, I really that do. It would have been the brutal – he even said uh, – Ross said, this reminds me too much of the uh, Dalvin Cook or the Josh Gordon Dalvin Cook trade. And he said, we're out, which didn't make sense because they just destroyed us on that. But I'm glad that Ross took that or de declined it and we, we moved on. Could have yeah, been so so I, I, I'll, I'll save the trade talk here for a little bit, but there was one big trade, and I'll talk about that here in a sec, that, that involved uh, me and Jake. And that was really the only deal that happened, and it happened – no joke, an hour within the trade deadline. I mean, it was it was late. It was like 11 p.m. when this was going on. Who uh, who initiated the talks? Uh, I, I think it's a good point. It's probably Jake. 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 I think Jake is more obsessed with trades than you guys are, and that's hard to believe. I agree. Jake, Jake talks to me more about trades than he does than you guys do. We were sh we were shooting a wedding, and he was blowing up my phone trying to get Christian McCaffrey from us, and like 
I just could not even take time to really pay attention to it, you know. Um, so it was just a tough, tough day for us to uh, work on trades on the trade deadline. All right, so let's look real quickly at the Week 10 locks and bold predictions. I locked myself, got the win. My bold prediction, Zach, I'm sorry, was three touchdowns for Alvin Kamara, and he had zero. So apologies. Yeah. Thoughts yeah. and prayers. That's all right. Zach, you locked IDP still suck, and you said the reason they will win is because of Daniel Jones. And they lost, but it wasn't because of Danny Dimes. I think he was the second quarterback, the, the number two QB in Week 10. Uh, so you lost that one. And then your bold prediction was you said three – passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown and a QB one designation for Kyler. Yes. Uh, Kyler was the QB four and he had three passing touchdowns. So you're pretty close. I was close. I mean, I'm going to take half of a win on that. Yeah. Half a dub. Yeah. I'll give it, I'll give it to you. Thank you. All right, Zach, let's do a week 11 preview. Let's move on here into week 11. We have three more weeks, three more weeks of the regular season to try and make the playoffs for these teams. And so uh, this first bit here, let's talk about some fab, our fab recap. Show me the money. Show me the money. Zach, the Chicago linebacker, I don't even know, like Young Way Q is easier to say than this guy's name. Nick Kwiatowski? Kwiatowski? Do you know how to say this guy's uh, name? No clue. So the Chicago linebacker, well, you're not going to have to say his name ever again because you uh, bid $0 and did not win his services. Tecmo, Power Runners, on the uh, backs of winning in Week 10, they get another win over you. Bid $5, they get the Chicago linebacker. Salt in the wound, salt in the wound. Yep. Uh, Eric Harris, who was on the All-Pro team, the Oakland safety goes to Kemp's crew for $6. West Coast bid 5 I bid 3 uh, Congrats, Jake. And then Jerome Baker, the Miami linebacker, I bid for two bucks and got him, and you guys bid zero. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to steal this Miami IDP juju from you guys. You guys have had Rashad Jones like every year since he's been in the league. So it's time it's it's time I start getting some of that good luck. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Baker could could be good. You know, I mean, the Miami Dolphins are terrible as long as Fitzpatrick doesn't try to win the game. I did notice that you and Brian have added and dropped Rashad Jones like multiple times this year. Is that yeah, a I just don't I don't think he's gonna play anymore. I think yeah. that uh I don't know what there's something weird going on with that situation, in my opinion, with Rashad Jones. So um I think he would be good, but I just I don't think they're gonna play him. They wanna lose. It feels like a mind game though, like seeing yeah. you guys add drop so many times. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we are definitely streaming IDPs this year and it's been, it's been rough. Same. The number one fab player hands down this week is Brian Hill. The Atlanta running back goes to pace in your face. I bid $40. The next highest bidder West coast with 30 IDPs with 21 Kemp's with 18 Greg with three. And to answer your question, no, I don't feel bad over bidding 10 bucks because I, I, I just, I really felt like if I did not bid, at least 35, I wasn't going to get them. Um, and we've been complaining for, for weeks and weeks. It's been kind of boring and fab this season. And this was a big-name player. Uh, Devontae Freeman is out for whoever knows how long. And, uh, you know, I, I get the guy for 40 bucks. What do you think of, of me spending that much on Brian Hill? I mean, you need a running back. And um, I'm not sure who all we're waiting on in free, for fab. So, I mean – you're asking the guy who uh, has zero dollars left. I think go get your guy. And yeah, I think ten dollars over is not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. I have like seven dollars left, so I'm not too upset about it. Uh, I mean, we have really I, the way I look at it is if I don't make the playoffs, then my fab that I have left over is worthless. So I got to make the push now and just hope the guys. If I do make the playoffs, the guys I have left, I can use in weeks, you know, fifteen, sixteen, whatever. But. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I wasn't too upset about that. The notable non-compete fab players, Kyle Rudolph, the Minnesota tight end, goes to strong side for nine bucks. Uh, congrats, Matt and John, because I dropped him when I really should have started him. I think he finished with like 20 points last week. Uh, who would have known that George Kittle would uh, – with, with the OBJ catch too. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, and then Darius Slayton, who we mentioned, goes to East Coast for $10 despite no one else bidding. Um, so who knows? I don't even know if strong side would start Kyle Rudolph, but it's always a good idea to have a backup tight end. They are starting Kyle Rudolph this week. Cause is Evan Ingram, is that their oh, guy? Yeah, he's on a bye. He's on a bye. Yeah. Right. And he's hurt. So yeah, they, they probably needed to make that move. All right, Zach, you mentioned, so the one trade that took place before the deadline, I trade Devonte Adams and Damian Williams to Kemp's crew for Chris Carson and Cortland Sutton. And this is a pretty obvious trade for both sides here. Like, I needed a workhorse running back that's going to get more than 20 carries because my top running back was Austin Eckler, who shares a backfield. So it just felt like it was time. I wish I would have made this trade weeks and weeks ago because Devontae Adams is just now finally starting to play and, like, get value. And, you know, Jake offered me something similar to this, like, the week after Adams got hurt. And so he's been – Jake has been persistent on trying to get Devontae Adams. So he finally gets his guy. What did you think of the trade? I, I think that Jake wins. Um, I think that the upside for his guys is, is way higher um, than for your guys, especially with Devontae. I think you should have kept him. Um, so – you know, Damian Williams also, I mean, it's terrible. Now he's starting to look good. So I just think upside-wise, I think Jake wins. Um, Chris Carson's, you know, okay, and you want to see what happens with Sutton. But, uh, I mean, Sutton versus Devontae Adams, as long as Adams is healthy, um, he, he's got the upside. But what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this trade really did just – Do you regret just, it? Do you no, regret it? No, um, no not, not at all. I, I, I think – I mean, both those guys, so Adams and Carson, to me that's what this trade felt like. It was Devontae Adams for – Chris Carson essentially and we we threw in I, I needed some value at, at receiver if I was going to dump Adams and he felt like he needed a little something at running back and so I think he gets a much lesser running back in Damian Williams obviously he he gets the net gain at, at receiver but I, I have plenty of receiver help in my opinion like I have a lot of guys that can start they started in place of Adams when he was gone so I to me I don't lament that too much um, but here's the thing, man. It's like Aaron Rodgers is not really throwing touchdown passes this year. They're, they're getting within the 10 and Aaron Jones is just taking over. Like he's a possibly an MVP candidate. If he keeps up his value. Uh, the only thing is like Damien Williams. I got a little discouraged when I saw that LaShawn McCoy was a healthy scratch <laughs> before <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Because Williams is like his top week before this was probably like 11 points. Uh, and then he has that big fumble that Rashawn Evans returned for a touchdown. So to me, when I saw that, I kind of felt a little better about it because he keeps he has the fumbling issues. Um, we've got to give Jake the uh, trade guru award this year um, at the end of the season. He has turned Chase Edmonds essentially into Devontae Adams right here. Yeah, it, I mean, because Cortland Sutton's involved in the trade, yeah. But I, yeah. I, I don't know if that's like maybe a parlay. I, I think – Well, I, I mean, it's – Hats off to Jake. He's impressive. Yeah. I mean, he, he, Jake, he is really thin at running back right now. I mean, his top running back, yes, is Josh Jacobs, but I, I would there feel. Is also an agreement for you guys to join as co-managers next year? No. Is that part of this deal? No. I mean, okay. we, might as, we might as well have been co-managers this year because I feel like we made, we made two trades, and then we ended up talking every week about our lineup. So it's like I could see how it would make Sounds sense. Sounds like collusion. Sounds like collusion. 
what also sounds like Jake has traded. He's like a like a junkie. Like he was traded, tried to trade with every team in the league. It it sounds like. Yeah, I've heard from multiple people that Jake is trying to. Uh, I'm sorry, sell high standard for trying to uh, make his trades uh, during the trade deadline. So uh, yeah, he was making his rounds. So what happened Saturday night? You wanted to know the story behind the trade. I had like trade talks with probably four different teams, and it was all like, and it's not on them or on me. Like we both both parties waited until the last minute. And what ended up happening was I, we had to drive back from Cookville to Nashville. So I, I had Brandy drive and I sat in the front seat of the car, just like wheeling and dealing from my phone. And we finally got it. We finally got it to work at like 1115 PM, Jake and I. So Brandy's part of this. Yeah. And I don't wow. know. It was funny. Is she kept saying like, okay, can I pull over and you take over? And I was like, no, we haven't worked it out yet. We haven't agreed to terms. And Brandy's like, well, how hard is this? Like, it should not be that hard. And I'm like, I agree. I totally agree. Uh, it, there were a couple other teams I was talking to, and then the communication. Can we get just some names? Can we get some names? Uh, I talked with 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 Zach, with you. I talked. Oh, yeah, with, we did. I talked with Kevin. Briefly. Yes. I talked with Ross Garrison, uh, but I don't know. I just that to me, I, I needed help at running back in a big way, and and the other people I was talking with, uh, running backs weren't on the table as much as they were with Jake. So that was kind of what made that trade uh, happen. And I don't know, it was just funny. Like, I don't, I don't remember getting that stressed out about a, a fantasy trade deadline before, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> That's funny. All right, Zach, let's move on. Let's continue our week 11 preview and do our picks of the week. Picks of the week. Zach, this first matchup here, this is your number one team, Tecmo Power Runners. In first place off a big win last week up against the other Gaw, Chase and Carver, of course, who are in 11th. Chase and Carver, man, they need this win in a big way to get into the playoffs. Zach, when you preview this matchup, who do you pick? Um, unfortunately, we just felt the wrath of the Tecmo Power Runners, and uh, I will not be picking Big Orange Bullies. It's uh, Tecmo all the way. I want to be different from you and pick chase and carver but it's really hard this week yeah. i mean they get a really soft matchup with Derek carr against the Bengals' terrible defense but they're starting kareem hunt who is kind of like a goal line uh third down back only uh chubb is definitely the running back one in cleveland david johnson who knows what what the what the cardinals are going to do week to week um you know, i'm with you i i like I like uh, Tecmo a lot this week in week 11. They do have some guys on by that, you know, it's, it's nothing yeah. too crazy. They're, they're missing out on Metcalf. That's about it. Their team's pretty healthy. I'm sure that uh, somebody on their team here will, will just go off. So um, it'll be interesting to see how Jacksonville does with Nick Foles. I'm interested to see how Chark does and all these, yeah. you know, D.D. Westbrook, stuff like that. So, but nice. uh, yeah, Tecmo. Next matchup here, this is Strong Side, your eighth place team versus Dragon Energy in 14th place. Zach, this is probably the earliest I've made a pick of the week, but my pick of the week, my lock of the week, I should say, is Dragon Energy. And let me tell you why. Whoa. So Rish is in last place. You, you need to apologize right now. Suggs is listening to this, producing this. I, I think Matt might pick them, you know, might pick Dragon as well. So Rish is in last place in desperate need of a win to avoid the ice bucket. He punted on week 10 and, you know, benched half his roster against me. Uh, but he has all those guys back. Uh, Elliot's back. Mixon's back. Well, Elliot played last week, but uh, Julian Edelman's back. 
he's got a pretty healthy team and I think he's going to win this week. And I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout or anything, but when you look at John and Matt, they're starting Ronald Jones, never a, a safe play. Although the last two weeks he's had a little bit of production. Um, you know, Jameson Crowder, who I know Zach, you love. And I don't know. I just don't see any way for them to win this week. So my lock of the week is dragon energy. And that's the bottom line. What? Stone Cold said so. Oh wow, uh, Suggs, um, I'm picking. I'm picking you. I think that uh, you guys will win this. Although I think Rich could give you a run for your money. I'm going with Strong Side. All right, next matchup here. This is your fourth place team, Kemp's Crew versus Greg Co. In sixth place, and I mean it's rough this week for Greg. Like when you look at this this one, it's 50-50 right now in the projections in Yahoo. Both these teams have guys on by. Uh, Devontae Adams, who who Jake just traded for, is on by. Uh, but Greg has Sam Darnold in his lineup, uh, Raheem Mostert in his lineup. It's 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 looking rough for Greg this week. Uh, so I'm going to pick Kemp's crew. Ooh, um, yeah, yeah. With with Raheem Mostert, I mean, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Kemp too. So uh, he's got an IDP buy there, but. I could see – I do see Sam Darnold. It's probably going to be – I'll do that as my bold prediction. Sam Darnold will be a top-10 quarterback this week. Oh, boy. Yep. Love it. Love it, love it. Um, next matchup here, this is the fifth-place team. IDP still suck, who I think are on a two-game losing streak going up against Isaiah 40-31 in ninth place. Jordan needs this win if he wants to stay in the playoff hunt. Uh, his points four are not super high, so it's not like he can leapfrog somebody even with a loss. So Jordan needs a win, but I don't think he gets it this week. I think IDPs wins this one. My bold prediction is that Hunter Henry, the tight end for IDP still suck, is going to outscore Travis Kelsey in fantasy points. They play each other on Monday Night Football, the game in Mexico, Chargers Chiefs. Hunter Henry will outscore Travis Kelsey, my bold prediction. Okay, I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with IDPs. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with IDPs on this one. Um, they need to be starting Daniel Jones. I'm not sure what they're thinking. Oh, wait, he's on a bye. Okay, it's acceptable with Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, IDPs. Also, uh, Jay or Jacob said that the, their team is, quote, spiraling out of control. Love it. Yep. All right, next matchup here. This is your worst nightmare. Kevin White in seventh place up against Matt and Courtney, West Coast Wombats in 12th place. And, man, West Coast – I, there's no shot at them in the playoffs really uh, with their record at three and seven, but you know, they're, they're trying to avoid the ice bucket here. And Kevin, who is in seventh, Kevin is trying to stay in the hunt and stay in the playoff race. And as much as I'd like to pick, man, I'm trying to talk myself into this. No, no, no. I'm picking Kevin. Kevin White's going to win despite having Trey Edmonds in a starting lineup right now, who, you know, James Connor and Jalen Samuels are back in Pittsburgh and they're both playing this week. This is a this is a toss up, but I'm still gonna go with Kevin. Um, yeah, the whole tight end situation on both teams is worrisome. Um, but West Coast has got to find a running back besides Lashawn McCoy. I mean, going into Monday night, hoping that Lashawn McCoy is actually going to be a be playing, you know, right? right. Um, uh, you, you've got to hopefully find another option on the wire. I haven't looked, but I'm I'm going to have to go with Kevin on that. And what's even worse is they're starting Darren Fells at tight end, who can sometimes be a touchdown machine. But they're starting Darren Fells, and then Tyler Eifert is their flex player. Yeah. So two tight ends. Oh, my gosh. Look at the, look at the bye weeks for – their entire roster is on bye. The they, whole team is on bye. Josh Gordon, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Deion Lewis, Kevin Byard, 
Zadarius Smith. This that's rough. Yeah. Yeah, we're not allowed to lock this one. It's it's Kevin. No. All right, Zach, your next matchup here. This is my matchup. East Coast Wombats, your second-place team. They've already locked. They don't need this win. Uh, versus Pacing Your Face, I'm in 10th. I need this in the worst way. I'm obviously picking myself. It's it's going to be tough. I mean, the only way I think I get this win is if Brian Hill, the new running back in Atlanta, just has a monster week. So who do you think wins this one, Zach? Whew. Um, Michael Thomas is going to destroy Tampa Bay. Oh. oh, man. Kyler Murray going up against San Francisco. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it to East Coast. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I, I really think that uh, DJ Moore, he's uh, he'll at least catch one touchdown this week. He's got to. So is East Coast your lock of the week? Um, have I not locked anybody yet? Nope. Yeah. I need, the, I need the fuel. <laughs> All right. East Coast Wombats, lock of the week. Love it. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. All right, next matchup, the last one here. This is H&F, Zach. You and Brian are in third place, up against the Allman Brothers in 13th. And, man, this is another one where I want to pick the underdog. I want to pick the Allman Brothers, but it's going to be tough. Uh, Zach, you guys desperately need Alvin Kamara to have a big week coming back Seriously. from injury. He, he needs something. I mean, I, I don't mean, know when the when was the trade? When did that take place? The trade took place after the thirty-seven point week. Oh, and that, so that's and that's all we've gotten: eleven point ninety, seventeen point oh five, thirteen point sixty, zero, zero, a buy, and yep. then fifteen point forty points. Yeah. Oh man, it's tough. You guys are starting Debo Samuel though. Who? I mean, I would a, just rather play Latavius Murray. He's been awesome. I don't know. The more I look at this, I'm kind of talking myself into the Almond Brothers. Oh, my gosh. Uh, if we look at the bench for both teams, you guys don't really have a ton of guys on by. You guys are hoarding some tight ends, though. It looks like Greg Olson. Yeah, we are. OJ Howard, Gronk. What, like, is this, yeah, we're, uh, we're just taking some, uh, you know, um, shots in the dark here. We just need uh, anything we can get. Uh, at the tight end position, so we just wanted to have some options. We have four tight ends, and you're playing the team who usually has four tight ends, so it's almost like yeah. some, some more mind games for me. Yeah, it's really, it's just a mental game with them. Also, I'd appreciate it if uh, the Allman Brothers would start Chase Edmonds again this week. That would be great uh, for oh. either one, Nick Chubb or Miles Sanders, if they want to go ahead and put Chase Edmonds back in the lineup. Um, that would be great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to pick H and F. Okay. Yep, you guys are going to get this big win. I'd like to see Lamar have a huge week against Houston for uh, for the Titans' sake. But, uh, the, oh, man, Houston gives up the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Another big week for Lamar. Oh. Chalk it up. Boom. All right, that was our Week 11 Picks of the Week. Zach, we haven't done this in a while, but I'd like to do a Tweet of the Week if you've got the time. Wow, yeah, let's go. Tweet of the Week. Zach, do you have a Tweet of the Week? Uh, no, I don't. I okay. can look, but I don't have one. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, th I had one. I saw it yesterday, and as soon as I saw this, I was like, this has to be the tweet of the week. So, a uh, athletic the, – the Athletic, the, the website that does uh, sports features, and, and they have a fantasy segment or a fantasy division. This guy, Jake Seeley, I think is how you pronounce it. So, at All In Kid, uh, he was replying to a tweet. I guess he writes a matchup column or he writes, he writes a uh, ranking column for fantasy. And somebody named Marty Simpson reached out to Jake and said, was Derrick Henry left off running back ranks for a reason this week? Not throwing shade, just pure curiosity. 
maybe an oversight that maybe I'm unaware of. Thanks for all you do. And Jake said, the bye week really hurts his upside this week. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Jake jake uh, roasted marty there so that was yeah, pretty good that's good yeah my tweet of the week was the uh p- the photo i posted in facebook and it said checking on your roster after the fantasy draft and then playing then it had the other photo of baker playing fantasy football in week 10 that was just that was too good yeah that's great well it's been a while since we've we've uh responded to any type of tweet like that so uh man looking forward to next week a lot of uh we'll, we'll kind of know the playoff picture a little better uh this time next week when we record next it will be closer. All right, Zach, that was episode 128. Uh, we will do episode 129 probably next Wednesday, sometime Wednesday or Thursday, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye.